Greetings, dear listener. You're listening to the Jaunty Mantis podcast. This is Jesse. This is Maddie. And we are presenting to you today a special bonus episode. True story. Yeah, why do we do these? Well, the Jaunty Mantis is released in seasons, 12 episodes per. And uh, the reason for that is so we have time to take a breather, get uh, extra recordings done, make sure we don't fall behind. So if you're listening to this, that means that we're in between seasons. We made it. (laughs) So we'll be back soon. And until then, enjoy this episode, this bonus episode. It's not necessarily about role-playing game topics, but it is very nerd adjacent. And we hope you enjoy it. Yep. Have you ever seen the show Avatar The Last Airbender? I have seen the show Avatar The Last Airbender, though I prefer Legend of Korra. Yeah, so do I. Legend of Korra is the is the better is the better show. And Avatar is amazing. I just I think Korra is better. Well, the thing about Legend of Korra is that Legend of Korra cannot be as good as it is without Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Like my girlfriend and I are now watching Avatar and that is a difficult show to start you know um to start watching and i kept having to say like look this show is good it may not be impressing you now but let's give it a chance because the legend of korra is awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the same thing with like so much of like like watching Ahsoka, like you want to get someone into it and tell them about it if they don't know much about Star Wars. Like, so you're gonna need to watch like seven seasons of a mm-hmm. cartoon show mm-hmm. and a movie that's not great, and then yeah, this whole other show for that's like five seasons long, but it's gonna be worth it mm-hmm. for this one five seconds of video that will make you have extreme feels. So if you prep your neural network. To have an emotional reaction this will be really great yeah or you can just watch andor and just have your socks knocked off like right not a whole lot of background i think a lot of tv should be made with the idea that it's three seasons and they're they have a beginning middle and end in mind like they're ready for it I think we be, I think we, we we would be better off if shows were like, yeah, it's a three season show. There's about eight to ten episodes per season, and we're going to be done after season three concludes. I'm here for that, you know. I say most shows, yes, but if the show has the right format, like so, one of my favorite shows on a streaming service, not TV, but a streaming service right now, is For All Mankind. Mm-hmm. Have you have you seen any of For All Mankind? No, I've I've heard a lot about it though. It, yeah, it's it's what Brennan Braga mm-hmm. <laughs> is the showrunner on that, um, and perfected their craft craft post Battlestar uh, or during Battlestar post. You know, isn't it a Ronald D. Moore joint? Oh, is it Ronald D. Moore? It's one of those guys that got their start in Star Trek, like ruining Star Trek or something. So ruining Star Trek. You mean making the best series in Star Trek, Star Trek, deep space nine. Oh, are they're the guys that took 
over in season two. I'm getting my timeline confused. You know, the placement of like, so the thing about Deep Space Nine is there's a series of important showrunner-esque or writer-esque or producer people and they come in and out of the show and you can point to like Ronald D. Moore and you can say like, well, he's responsible for the good stuff. But the truth is like, they're all responsible for the good stuff, you know? And, and I think Brandon Braga is one of those individuals yeah it was more in 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 braga i think maybe if i'm remembering correctly now Mm -hmm. that took over when the showrunner left to go do voyager um and this is a a fun ritual that my co-host maddie used to have uh Mm -hmm. when both those shows were syndicated he told me about it he'd watch bad star trek and then he'd watch good star trek because they just loved it it was voyager and then deep space nine Voyager's awful. Voyager <laughs> they is found the Amelia worst Earhart Trek. on an alien planet. No, no. Look, Voyager is the worst Star Trek ever made. And the reason is because wait, worse than Enterprise? That's like yes. a bolt. Okay. Enterprise is better. Because it, at least Enterprise is like at least they were like, well, here's what we're gonna do with Enterprise. And then they 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 set out and tried to do it. And it, okay, let me backtrack. Voyager is the worst Star Trek (laughs) because the concept was amazing. The concept was this ship is going to get thrown into another quadrant in the Star Trek setting, a place where there's no Klingons, there's no Federations, there's no Federation, there's no Romulans, there's no, nothing you recognize is there. And you're, and like, so the potential to do anything the idea of like a crew struggling to survive the kinds of stories you can tell about like having to make sacrifices and they tried to do all of that and it just failed miserably. You know, it's like, you know, it makes me compare this back to our Ahsoka episode about like them being in the other galaxy now in this spoilers for Ahsoka, but like, you know, you have this amazing concept something that hasn't ne- hasn't hasn't really been done in Star Trek before and is pure Star Trek because it's about exploration you know going boldly where no person has gone before and then a lot of the episodes like somehow invi- involve them like finding the Borg and Klingons you know and a Romulan <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like they it just they aborted the concept as fast and amphibian as sex yes yeah so it's like it, it, it's just like the the holographic the holographic doctor is terrible not the character not the actor the character and the actor are great the concept is terrible kill the doctor and then like show us what it's like to not have a fucking starfleet doctor on a starfleet ship you know what i mean and like what do they have to do to like fix that role in their in their in their crew one of the most interesting things about what happens to Thrawn in Ahsoka is like, you look at all these changes they've had to make to a star destroyer, to stormtroopers, to everything. And you're just like, your brain is just excited about like, wow, look at these fucking stormtroopers. Look at this gold plated, you know, portions of this, of their ship. Like what have they had to do to survive, you know? And, and that's what they should have doubled and tripled down on in Voyager. And they didn't. They, they just played it safe. Yeah, but here's the other thing, too, that I think is why 
that premise doesn't work for Star Trek so well. The people you're going to throw into this strange unknown with all these unknown peoples and unknown cultures are professional explorers and scientists of an organization whose goal it is to go meet new people mm-hmm. and find out what's out there. So there was never going to be a reveal of some race that in the Delta quadrant that was going to be more shocking than anything they could find at the edge of the alpha or the beta quadrant. Mm-hmm. So true. because, you know, like at that point in Star Trek's the, how many alien space gods had there been already? How many yeah. space born entities like, Oh, we found, you know, these people can turn invisible and they're lizards and they really like to hunt. And that's what their culture is about. Like, mm-hmm. okay. The Herogen. Great. Mm-hmm. But I will say the benefit, the thing that I love about having watched all of Voyager oh, is yeah. when I get the Voyager jokes on lower decks, mm-hmm. I can just howl and Carrie looks at me blankly. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. I didn't expect, you know, I didn't expect aliens or phenomenon that was going to really weird me out. I just wanted to see what it would be like for a, a, a Starfleet crew to be pushed to it, its absolute limits and then broken. Yeah, they backed away from the breaking and absolute limits real fast. Yep. But again, you know, they're from they're from a post scarcity utopian society that can replicate matter. Like... So there's an episode on Deep Space Nine where it's they're deep into the Dominion War. Spoilers for Deep Space Nine, a show that's been out for like what twenty fucking years. Um, the uh, there's an episode during the Dominion War where some of the Ferengi who's who are live on the station and uh get wrapped up in the mix of this war and i think it's quark who makes this 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 he has this great almost monologue like commentary where he's talking to the other ferengi and he's like oh yeah uh humans are great when they um have all of their stuff when you take their stuff away from them they become barbaric and savage and destructive. And that's what that whole episode is about. Like, he's like, they'll turn on us. Like they'll eat each other if they have to. Like I'm, I'm paraphrasing for the idea, but that's basically what he's trying to communicate. He's like, as long as they have their Federation and they have their unlimited resources and they have dominant control over their part of the galaxy, he's like, they're fun. They're great. As soon as you start taking that away from them, they turn on you. And and that is what I wanted to see in Voyager. Yeah, especially and with the setup of having the mixed crew of like the Maquis and the Federation. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. There's a lot how of how long how long did that last as like <laughs> a, a, a sticking point of like tension? Like yeah. the first 12 episodes? Like yeah, it was, like, it was over together before you now. Knew it. Yeah. It was over before you knew it, you know, um, there's so many great things from deep space nine, like, you know, the way that the Federation and the Klingons make an alliance. And then at the very end, when the war is over and the Klingons are opening up their barrels of blood wine to fucking celebrate their victory. And the humans are just like, uh, fuck this. You know, like they won't even drink with them. They're just like, they just pack up and go home. And the Klingons are like, what the fuck is wrong? Like we won drink. 
You know, like the Klingons are like, this is what it's like to be us. You know, we fought in this amazing war and we won. And the humans are just exhausted and they're disgusted by the Klingons. And you're like, how long before this tenuous alliance snaps? Are they disgusted by the Klingons or are they disgusted by themselves? Yes. And that's that. Yeah, that's the thing I love about Deep Space Nine is it's just like, yeah, we've given you all these. It's a very 90s. I think it is older than 20 years. Let's not think too much about that exact number. But it's a very like good TV of the 90s is with, I don't know, what was that? Iron Age of comics as well. Like, Hmm. yeah, it's interrogating with a darker lens mm-hmm. what has come before and it's not doing it just to be edgy i mean like the whole spiritual conflict and the whole like you know mm-hmm. the way it mirrors the balkans war and everything um like it's interrogating like what is our level of tolerance for other people like because these religious fanatics are mm-hmm. like I got to deal with this and this is silly and like we have these values and I'm going to have to betray them or our society is going to end because the Romulans will join the dominion. Like it's a fake. (laughs) (laughs) It is real. There's an episode uh, when it's, it's right after Worf joins the, 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 it's officially a main character on deep space nine. And he has so much difficulty getting used to life on the station and one or two characters has to tell him like, look, this is not a straight up Federation deal. Like we are, we, we are deep space, you know, a deep space station. Like we've had to make adjustments for the way things work out here. And ultimately Worf decides to live on the defiant, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like in order to solve the problem, but that show was, was doing what I wanted to be more fully explored in Voyager. And when it comes to enterprise, it's like, look, was it a great show? No, it was not a great show, but it was fucking better than Voyager because they were setting out to, they 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 did what they set out to do. It just wasn't interesting. Yeah, you know, until like later on when they were like, oh fuck it, we're getting canceled. Like, let's just start doing this, this, and this, and then it started getting interesting. And the the Zindi joined the Federation, um, eventually. Yeah, my I have a friend who's watching it right now, and because this is in the game game group where we played the Star Trek Adventures game, yeah, uh, we we talk about that uh, a lot, and they're watching, uh, doing a full watch through of Enterprise, and they're in season two now. I'm like, yeah, they get arrested and go to prison a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like the whole he's like season two just seems about different characters being in prison. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that Star Trek game because this is a gaming podcast and maybe we should bring it back to that that uh, that detail, those details. Oh, but... I was going to talk about the Avatar RPG at the beginning, but <laughs> I'll talk about Star Trek. I didn't Did even realize there was an Avatar RPG. You yeah, played... no, it, like it broke like crowdfunding records for RPGs on Kickstarter. Like they That's made brilliant. like more than a million dollars and it's powered by the apocalypse, I think. Oh, nice. That's perfect. Yeah. I know what I'm adding to my wish list on drive through RPGs. So, um, but you played in a, a Star Trek game with a GM who was like a Star Trek expert, right? Yes. Yes. And he's probably cringing because I know he's a listener <laughs> hearing you say that. <laughs> but uh, I hope you're not. You are a Star Trek expert and your deep, deep knowledge of the Star Trek universe and also the Battletech universe. Another shout out 
um yeah mm-hmm. like it, it was just phenomenal so how um, did those how did those um sessions go what were the storylines like uh so there's one episode of strange new worlds have you watched strange new worlds no even though i um i i'm absolutely in love with uh anson mount it's so i like it so much i like it so so much i hope you will like it too when you watch it yeah it feels really good to me um, yeah like make the vorn scary again and they did so um <laughs> or sorry gorn make the gorn scary again uh so there's this episode where they have to do this negotiation with this group of people that control this narrow band of space uh trying to get them to join the federation but then there's also a delegation from the klingon empire there or something and you know they've just i don't know if you watched discovery but this that was the klingon war two seasons of discovery i've seen so you saw the war one in season one Mm -hmm. where yeah um so yeah they're trying to like get the deal with these people and surprise they do um the way they do it's really good and really interesting it's it's uh dharman and jalad at denagra level good and oh nice Mm -hmm. or like weird aliens and how to communicate to them um and also again shout out to lower decks the guy from that culture that's on lower decks is pretty great um but yeah so that was the opening thing so it opened up an area of space that is in the setting um as the shackleton expanse it's this unexplored region of space with all these weird magnetic storms that make it really hard to get through um and the opening of this one passage made it finally plausible and so in the spirit of the peace um that basically there were, th- you know, a couple of ships that were going to go through uh, our Excelsior class ship, of which my character was the captain, uh, an Andorian uh, Starfleet science doctor officer who had now was a oh, captain. Wow. Yeah, he was real swole. He had like a uniform <laughs> version with like no sleeves. So you could have, you know, suns out, guns out. He was always like trying to get the crew to come on a fun run with him. Like. <laughs> <laughs> he turned he had the engineers for for morale turn uh one of the the cargo decks into an ice hockey rink to play andorian nice. ice hockey which actually turned out really great because the other ships were klingon <laughs> and so because we were at peace and this new area was open to make it fair we were going to go through together um and the klingon ships were like modern like there was a bird of prey uh there was a katinga cruiser and then there was one of those weird reliquary bone ships hmm um yeah so that was and uh so we immediately it was a race like to get there first Mm -hmm. and we did but then we picked up a klingon distress signal and so and this is where uh the guy running at mark his sci-fi knowledge got really crazy because like there was some virus that was basically like making the Klingons run around on their ship and like shout Shakespeare, um, like definitely nice. some Star Trek yes. nods. But yeah, it was it was a very much like a horror element. Like they're all sort of melting. It's a silicate virus that only affected Klingons. We found a cure. Um, we're all have you know. When we got back to Starfleet. We're going to publish white papers on it because you know and we gave that technology to the Klingon. So we wound up 
there was a doctor who wound up being the captain of the other Klingon ship after a challenge. Um, and we wound up forging this. And uh, do you know the Hruk, the Herc? No. The Klingons' gods. Oh, okay. That were too much trouble that they killed them. Like the Klingons were right. invaded by some alien race and blah, blah, blah. Right. So in Mark's game, those bone ships from Discovery were mm. Herc ships that the Klingons seized. Uh, oh, okay. Which is why nice. they look so different. Um, and then we basically found the Herc homeworld and we found like this virus and the silicate technology and we found what tribbles were tribbles were like a sentient like race of like we we called them the grimlon because we're super mature and they look like gremlins uh, or mogwai uh, so uh -huh. yeah um but basically what we found is like the herc had this fungal technology and that could grow ships and they basically like used it to to fuck with the klingons and make them into like a worker cast or whatever and that's why they're mm -hmm. so or I don't know, they, they were violent before that, whatever. Uh, and the Tribbles, the reason the Klingons hate these is they have ancestral memories of the war where they had to try and take the world from these very strong and viciously clawed little fuckers who we, we invited to our ship um, for a celebration <laughs> of friendship. And we had, uh, we played, we had some ice hockey. <laughs> we had some concerts and music performances to show them who the Federation was. We right. won them over. Uh, they gave us a database of their music. It was a really touching moment. Um, nice. yeah, I'm sorry. That's just rambly nonsense. It was really great. No, you know what? All of that is like a thousand times better than any episode of Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I mean no disrespect to the people that worked on Star Trek Voyager. It just didn't work for me. I can't think of a single episode I've watched. I was like, damn. <laughs> I have had people who are Voyager fans try to explain the damn in Voyager to me. And I'm like, we're just we're just not seeing it here. Uh, we're just not seeing eye to eye. Sorry. You know, yeah, I I mean, there's that nod to the original series you're going to have in every Star Trek that came after the original series. Mm -hmm. What was the the tweet uh, that I saw that I think summed it up really great? Uh, like, Star Trek The Next Generation will have an episode named Explosion, and it's all about a big explosion on the ship. <laughs> and then the original series would have an episode named like hark what soul goes there a brother where everybody is naked because of a psychedelic space god um so there's mm -hmm. going to be some silliness and like this is my example of why you have to suffer through season one of deep space nine the rumble stillskin episode which i think is like episode two i'm just yeah. like same old star trek uh -huh. cultural reference to earth energy being ooh, mm -hmm. like I hated almost all the holodeck shit in next gen. Like mm -hmm. all the fair. holodeck comes alive episodes. That's um, fair. I really liked the ones where captain Janeway uh, murdered this dude's wife. And uh, they were convinced she was a fairy in the Irish pub that came alive and they trapped the hero. No, I'm kidding. I hated that too. Mm -hmm. um, I, Vic grew on me in deep space nine, which is a testament to the show. Yeah, it's so weird. Like Vic is a great character. And uh 
and he shouldn't be, but he is. You know, um, Deep Space Nine is is a love letter to Star Trek. It like I I don't know what season that officially starts happening in, but it goes from like emulation to homage, and that's where the difference is. And the other and and Voyager was never able to do that, and I don't think Enterprise was able to do that either. But like Deep Space Nine was like, yeah, we're going to do a lot of the same things you you know and love in Star Trek, but we're going to do it from the point of view of somebody who loves it because you love it. And we're not going to we're not going to waste your time with just another thing. We're going to we're it's going to be an exploration of why we love this thing in Star Trek. And I think that's what Vic is. It's just like, yeah, for some reason in Star Trek, they have crazy sentient holodeck people and and deep space nine is like yeah but that's what that's star trek we love it you know so like let's let's really like enjoy this and then by the end of the show you're like i love that guy you want to talk about loving homage lower decks man yeah i have not watched any lower decks i just oh you so you so need to watch lower decks (laughs) i just refuse to pay for paramount plus right now uh i did watch i did actually watch um this third season of Picard. I did watch that because my brother uh, came over and, and logged into his Paramount plus account while he was here. And then I managed to watch it real quick before I got kicked out of his account. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you think of Picard season three? I liked it. Yeah. I liked it for the most part. Like this was going to be the best post next gen stories we were going to get but that's kind of because the bar was really low though i and, quite, i kind of i really liked season one season two almost instantly i was like eh, nope i didn't i didn't watch either of those but i i liked I mean, picard season three except for what they did with wharf <laughs> like like why is he the fucking comic relief i don't understand this 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 guy's life is filled with tragedy. You know, like the 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 first his first like romantic connection to the Klingon Empire. He falls in love with this woman, she gets murdered, he has to raise their child and he's unable to do it and like everybody he gets involved with, Jadzia Dax fucking dies. His son is worthless. His house is dishonored. His own brother would rather have his memory wiped and then like join a different like house under a, a fake name. It's like this character is so fucking tragic. Like I wanted him to be this like wizened old monk of a character who like uh, has found a way to like keep existing in a universe of tragedy that he can't escape. But instead, He's the jokey guy. Okay. I'm going to say it one more time and I'm going to figure out a way to make this happen. You need to watch lower decks. You so Uh need like your brain is so primed for that show. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but I will say this, this season they run into, uh, you remember the shuttle piloting, uh, like Wesley's experience at Starfleet Academy where he joins mm-hmm. Nova Squad and uh-huh. they get that kid killed yeah. and they try and do a cover-up. Uh-huh. You remember who was the actor who played the leader of Nova Squad? 
Oh, it's somebody famous. It was River. It's the Phoenix. guy that's Tom Paris on Voyager. Oh, that's right. Why did I think it was River Phoenix? Anyway, keep going. All right. So they run into that guy in Lower Decks. Nice. Lacarno, I think is his name. Yeah, Lacarno. They run into him and they're like talking to him. And the whole time, the guy manning the comms, who's one of the main characters, is like, does that guy look just like Tom Paris to you? <laughs> and then the other guy's like, no, I, I don't see it. And then like five minutes, he's like, no, exactly. Like same face. Like, <laughs> That's brilliant. There's an episode where like they've turned Voyager into a museum and like they accidentally knock something over and seven of nine's recharging pods infects it with a Borg virus. And so all the animatronics in the museum start coming to life. Like there's the macrophage like comes out of like a vent. Um, there's like a little Borg infected animatronic of the amphibians that Paris and Janeway turned in. Like, oh, wow. you need to watch this show. Like, wow. And people who don't watch Trek, Carrie, Carrie likes it. Carrie likes it and is not a huge Trekkie. <laughs> Although she's turning into one now because of Lower Decks. I, I could never be a Trekkie. Uh, the conversation we just had, I mean, I think. No, I think the original series is garbage. Like, so I, I. I know people are going to want to like are going to start sending me death threats because of that. But like, my understanding is that in order to be a Trekkie, you have to at least respect and appreciate the original series. And I don't. I think it's garbage. Oh, I wasn't aware that was the requirements. I guess I'm not a Trekkie. Either. That's what I've been told by actual nerds. You know what oh. I mean? Like I, I, I think it's I think it's too corny. I think Shatner is ridiculous. I have no respect for this character. Um, I, I mean, I, I like Captain Kirk in the movies m- way more than in the show. I think he's ridiculous in the show. You know, it, it's all the worst. You know, the the kind of stories they were trying to tell and the time period. I can respect that part of it. Of is trying to be progressive. You know, for its time and advance society through a look of uh, of a, a positive future like i'm not trying to shit on that it's just a lot of it it's just it's unwatchable it's the same reason why i can't watch doctor who it's like ugh. oh uh, yeah see that got that got to me when i was like a kid mm-hmm. so well it can't all be peace keeps war my friend no it can't all be peace keeps war <laughs> yeah speaking of farscape i still try to get my girlfriend to watch that and uh it is not taking it is my curse do you do you still own the dvds i do i do but i've also purchased them through amazon prime video so i can watch them at the drop of a hat okay yeah i still have peace keeps war i still got it okay you know that crazy cover that's like part of Sylvester Stallone's Cobra and like an upside down Voyager speaking of in the background. Is it Hermione on that? Probably. I'll have to find it. It's in storage at the moment. So dear listener, my best friend here and his wife uh, did some time in China, you know, living over there and teaching English and living there. And they found, well, you tell it. Why? What? what, what like, what am I going to get the fucking dwarf day wrong again here? You tell it. Okay. So, uh farscape great sci-fi show matt when we lived together got us started watching it and we burned through all of it Mm -hmm. but it got canceled Mm -hmm. 
and went to finish up the series they made like a, a made for a, a movie called peacekeepers war <laughs> so we were at a dvd <laughs> shop and is that what it was called <laughs> did i get it wrong just go just keep going just keep going just no, keep going i want it it needs to be right <laughs> no it's peacekeeps war the keep peacekeeper going, keep war. going the okay anyway. wars no what's the actual name of the movie <laughs> It's the Peacekeeper Wars. Okay, the Peacekeeper Wars is the actual name of the movie. So we're at a DVD shop, and we find the bootleg version, but it's titled Peacekeeps War, and it has an upside-down Voyager on it. It's just like a hodgepodge of vaguely sci-fi things, like they redesigned the cover. So I was like, I have to get this for Matt. Mm -hmm. Not you know for the piracy or the movie but like just for the cover yeah. so i should i should dig it out of storage and frame it it's wonderful it's basically ben bro uh uh god blank as not ben bro that's the guy who's in hearthstone ben browder ben browder uh oh from stargate <laughs> <laughs> so farscape is like my most favorite show ever followed very closely, like breathing down its neck by the umbrella Academy, um, which I think would be my favorite show, except that Farscape means so much more to me creatively and emotionally. And it's a big part of who I am uh, today. And, um, and the cover of this has, John Crichton, the main character, but it's like Sylvester Stallone's body as he's holding up like two submachine guns from like the movie Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really bad, I'll have to dig it up and take a picture of it and put it on the Jawanti Mantis at X. There was a, yeah, I think the Hermione thing might not be on that one, but there was like a Harry Potter one I saw in the store where they had photoshopped her head like onto like some lady with like cleavage and a party dress's body. And I'm like, she's like 13. <laughs> like, what? The fuck? Yeah, man, they don't care. They know what sells. Well, do we have any other thoughts about the trek? No, except that. Where do you think Trek is going to go now that um, Alex Kurtzman is a bad person who ruined everything, according to the last person I talked about, a Star Trek before this? I don't know anything about this. No, oh, see, I let people talk about things with me, and I probably shouldn't. Anyway, listeners, if you love or hate Star Trek, or if you hate me because I think the original series of Star Trek is garbage. And so do I. Then you can write into the Jaunty Mantis. Jesse, do we have a way for them to do that? Yep. We have a Gmail account. Yep. We have a Gmail address, uh, the Jaunty, Man Jaunty Mantis at gmail.com. That's right. And social media, we got that. Yeah, we are Wanty Mantis uh, on X and uh, also Jaunty Mantis on Threads. Perfect. And uh, until next time, get out there and don't watch Star Trek. Yeah, don't watch Voyager or the yeah. original series. <laughs> or play some fucking role-playing games or shit. Yeah. 